Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The Winter Olympics are now over. If you watched, so be it. It was your choice. But if you ask me, it was a complete disgrace having those games played in Beijing. Shame, shame, shame on the International Olympic Committee. And speaking of shame, 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 no question about it, Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving is a superstar talent, one of the best players in the NBA. It's also a shame that he happens to be a one-man wrecking crew when it comes to destroying team chemistry. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, first first let me talk about the Olympics. And, you know, I I felt this way, you know, going into the Olympics, that I had a real problem with the games being played in Beijing, being played in China. Um, But I didn't rant and rave about it. I, I, you know, might have mentioned it now and then. I I just have a problem with a country that has like a million people in concentration camps. Okay? I have a real problem with that. Um, I happen to have had a stepfather that lost his entire family in concentration camps, his wife, his children, his siblings, his business. He was in a concentration camp. So, um, you know, and I know of people who've been in concentration camps. But the games went on. And last Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday, and and I mentioned this on Twitter, but, you know, I didn't, get into it because Super Bowl Sunday was the story. But I happened to watch um, on demand a on HBO, A Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. And I think it was the first one of the season. It's about three weeks ago. I think the, the air date happened to be January 25th. And for you people listening to this podcast, when I say get a load of this, you should get a load of that episode. I think, like I say, I believe it's the first one of the season. And one of the topics they discuss is the games in Beijing. And they speak to people. They speak to people who are Uyghurs. The, the Muslim group who are, you know, victimized, ostracized, whatever you want to call them in China. And, and listening... You know, to hear about the atrocities that goes on is one thing. You know, to hear of the stories, but to listen to people verbalize what was done to them and what was done to their families, that's a different story. And they ran a segment, I don't know, it must have been about 20 minutes, and I'm telling you, it to me, it was bone-chilling, and gut-wrenching. Listening to a woman talk about being raped, being gang-raped, having uh, electronic devices shoved in her vagina. 
ha- having hearing other women go through the same thing, hearing people talk about what their families have gone through. This is 2022. We're in the 21st century. This shit is still going on in the world today. This this is still going on in the world today. And I'm not naive because I know what's gone on in other places and goes on. But to have the IOC hold their games in this place is an it's beyond belief to me. And, and I've heard this argument, this rationale, if you will, time and time again. But you know what, Ross? The kids shouldn't suffer. The athletes train their entire lives. The athletes train. This is this is their big moment. This is their Super Bowl Sunday. This is their World Series championship game seven. This is their NBA finals game seven. This is their Stanley Cup final game seven. This is it. And you know what, folks? I understand that and I do have empathy. But sometimes there's a bigger picture. Sometimes there is a bigger picture. When I somebody tells me, but Russ, these people have trained their whole lives. Okay, how about these people in the concentration camps? What's happening to their lives? How do we do something about it? How do we do something about it? Hmm. Really? How do we do something about it? You know, it's like when people talk about racism, whether it's anti-Semitism, whatever it is, it can offend you, but what do you do about it? You know, I, I recently watched a great movie and, and it goes in line with this line of thinking. It, it's called The Gentleman's Agreement. Gregory Peck's in it. John Garfield's in it. And it's about, Gregory Peck plays this guy who's Gentile. He's not Jewish. He's Gentile. But he does this magazine article uh, talking about, and and he, nobody, not, not nobody at the, the magazine except, the editor or the publisher, nobody knew that he wasn't Jewish, but he wrote the article as if he was. And he went through the, um, you know, he went through all the anti-Semitism. And he was good. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm paraphrasing here. And he was going to, he was uh, in love with this girl. I think the, the, the actress's name was Dorothy McGuire. But they were having a problem because, you know, he felt that, not that she was anti-Semitic, but she was just passive about it, letting things go. And so John Garfield, I'm getting to the point here, folks. Stay with me because it's an important point. John Garfield is his good friend, an army buddy. So she's, 
you know, she's crying to his good friend, John Garfield, and she was telling a story. I don't know what to do, John. I sat at this table at the country club, and this man made an ugly joke, and, and um, nobody really laughed, and I think everybody felt uncomfortable. And John Garfield said, yes, but what did everybody do? Well, they just felt uncomfortable. Yes, but John Garfield said, but what did everybody do? But, you know, you can tell everybody was uncomfortable, she said. But yes, what did everybody do? That's the point. They did nothing. And that's the point I'm trying to make about these Beijing Olympics. Nothing was done. There was no uproar. What? what, uh, Our country said we're not going to send Biden, so we're not going to send diplomats there. (laughs) Oh. Oh boy, we're not going to send diplomats there. The games are there. NBC is blowing bugles, you know, raving about the Olympics. You can't do anything without an Olympic this, an Olympic that, whether it's Today Show, uh, NBC Nightly News. You know, everything's about the Olympics. How about these atrocities? How about all of this? You know, it's great to bang your fist bang your fist NBC News bangs their fists about racism in this country and do all these stories that's all fine and dandy but when this people are being tortured and killed and violated and raped and gang raped was that okay why is it okay because you're making money off of it It was a disgrace. And an absolute folks, I, I highly recommend go on demand, look it up. The first air date was January twenty fifth. So what's what's it like? Three weeks ago? You know, almost a month ago. I li- listen, I am not, you know. Uh, uh, I don't work for HBO but it's worth all of you seeing it's worth seeing because maybe it will hit home and you'll understand what is going on in the world today so that rationale that oh it's the athletes it's you know you you don't want to take it away screw that and believe me I would be heartbroken if I had a son or daughter, you know, an Olympic athlete and had it taken away. But you know what? I'd be more destroyed if I had a son or daughter that was in a concentration camp. That would destroy me. Far more than any Olympic Games that my kid might not be able to play in. You know, so as far as I'm concerned, I, I think what has gone on, and, and you you have to know that the IOC was privy to a lot more information about the shit that's going on in Beijing. Okay, we've been talking about this. You've heard me talk about China for a long time. I've criticized the NBA ad nauseum. Adam Silver, all of them, LeBron James, all of them, 
Remember Daryl Morey, who, who's now with the um, Philadelphia 76ers, uh, the head man there. Remember when he was the GM in, in Houston with the Houston Rockets and said, uh, stand with Hong Kong, fight for freedom. And he was killed by players in the NBA, by the LeBron James and people like that saying, well, you know, you know, he should be smarter. He should be smarter than that. So we know in this country, the atrocities and the crap that's going on in China. But just like the NBA, the IOC, it's all about the do-re-mi, the moolah, the shekels, the gelt, the yen, the dineros, the rubles, whatever the hell you want to call it. The green. Yeah. The USA green. And to me, it's a complete and other, utter disgrace. So shame on the Olympic Committee, the IOC, and folks, shit like this should never happen again, but don't bet on it. And as I said in the open, speaking of shame, you know, what was it, um, like, just about two weeks ago, the Brooklyn Nets traded one of their superstars, James Harden, you know, in a multi-player blockbuster trade with the other big name coming uh, from the 76ers was um, Ben Simmons. But, but I'm not here, I'm not discussing the merits of the trade, okay? I, I'm not going to di- discuss the merits of that trade. What I'm going to discuss is one of the people still being... A Brooklyn Net. And that is Kyrie Irving. You know, once this trade went down, people were calling, well, Harden, James Harden wanted to get out of here. He's a selfish guy. He's going to be making $60 million with a new deal. You know, get him out of here. I mean, he didn't want to be here. So if he doesn't want to be here, let him leave. Folks, ever since Kyrie Irving came to the Brooklyn Nets, he has been one great big royal pain in the ass. As much as, he's, as much as he is a great talent, that's how much more he is a pain in the ass. Yes, he won an NBA championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But remember who was the leader of that team. It was LeBron James. Kyrie didn't want to end up, after they won a championship, Kyrie didn't want to play with with him, with LeBron. Because Kyrie didn't want to play in anybody's shadow. So then he went to the Celtics. And absolutely destroyed that team. Destroyed the chemistry and what that team had. So then he goes, a little bit of a timeline here. Then he goes to the Brooklyn Nets. And, and, you know, everybody got all excited and hot and bothered. It was Kyrie Irving coming to the Brooklyn Nets. It was, um, of course, Kevin Durant coming to the Brooklyn Nets. This was going to be the dynamic duo. This was going to be the be-all to end-all. The hoo-ha! We're going to get a championship in Brooklyn. 
my borough, my old borough, Brooklyn. What happened? Well, let's see. He comes to the Nets. Kyrie does. And, you know, he was injured a lot his first year. And Durant, uh, you know, uh, they were waiting for Durant. But um, what, 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 his record, I believe, his record, he was hurt a lot. But his record while he was a net, I believe it was 8 and 12. Not his record, the Nets record when he played. But more than that, before he got here, Kenny Atkinson was the coach. And Kenny Atkinson really got that team turned around. You know, he, he came here when they were in, in the dumps. He got that team turned around in a few years. He, I mean, he, they were a fun team to watch with Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Chris Levert, Joe Harris. They were a fun team to watch. And then Kyrie comes. I'm not going to put it all on Kyrie. But Kyrie comes and what happens? Kenny Atkinson. Gone. Gets fired. It'll be two years in March that Kenny is gone. What has happened to the Nets since then? Well, of course they had, um, you know... They acquired um, James Harden. James Harden came to the Nets. Now the Nets were going to have a superstar trio. Going into this season, everybody was talking about the Nets. Got to be Eastern Conference champions and favorites, if not the favorite, top two favorite to win the NBA championship with Durant and Harden and Kyrie Irving. Mm, Okay. Funny thing happened on the way to the NBA championship. You had the problems with COVID. You had injuries. Of course, Durant has been sidelined. Kyrie Irving won't get vaccinated. So Kyrie Irving, first he wasn't playing then uh, at all because he couldn't play in home games. So initially, the Nets thought, well, it might be, it's going to be disruptive if he just plays on the road and not at home. But then they decided to let him play at, at, um, on the road and not at home. And apparently that didn't sit well with James Harden, which I can understand. And if people want to say James Harden is selfish, that's fine. I'm, I'm sure he is. If, if selfishness was a crime in the NBA and, quite frankly, in professional sports, a great many of these athletes would be serving 25 to life terms if it was a crime. But Kyrie Irving still refuses to get his vaccination. Now, folks, you've heard me talk about this before. I will say it again. I'm vaccinated. I got both my shots i got my booster shot but if if you don't want to get vaccinated god bless you i don't preach to you that is your choice if you somebody wants to wear a mask somebody doesn't want to wear a mask no preaching that is your choice whatever you choose i respect you just please respect me don't call me names i'm not calling you names okay and if kyrie 
does not want to get vaccinated, that's on Kyrie. Here's the but. Here's the but. His team is in trouble. You got, well, now Harden's gone, of course, but Durant's been out. You're part of a team. Remember, the, you know what the, that old saying, that old cliche is, there's no I in team? Nobody's ever taught Kyrie that. Nobody's ever explained that to him. You have a team in trouble. If you're part of a team and team chemistry, instead of worrying about being right and, and standing up for this or standing up for that, how about looking at the big picture of your team? You know, Novak Djokovic says, you know, he. you saw what happened at the Australian Open. He couldn't play. Um, had his passport taken. Um, he says he might not be playing in uh, Wimbledon and the U.S. Open if uh, if the rules remain the same because he's not going to get vaccinated. That's up to Novak Djokovic. Djokovic, here's the difference. Novak is not part of a team. Yeah, he's part of the tennis tour, but he's not part of the team. He's out there by himself. Like a a fighter is out there in the ring by himself. He's out there on the tennis court by himself on the other side of the net facing his opponent or opponents. Kyrie is part of a team. Not only is he part of a team, I mean, he's the point guard. He runs the show. He's the man. He's supposed to be the man. Instead of being a man, he's like a boil on somebody's ass. A boil that needs to be lanced. That's what Kyrie Irving is. And I'm, I, I love, uh, I'm, you know, after the trade, I'm reading about, oh, the selfishness, the self, selfishness of, of James Harden. Well, if he doesn't want to be here, screw him. You know, let him go. That's fine. Fair enough to say. But guys, you're missing the point. Guys and gals, you're missing the point. Kyrie Irving? Kyrie is about Kyrie. He's not about the Brooklyn Nets. He's not about the team. A good young coach got his ass fired, Kenny Atkinson. It happens. When Kenny got fired, I was hoping he was going to become the the Knicks' next head coach. But he gets fired. I'm not saying Kyrie was the sole guy to do it. But trust me, in the NBA, in in the NBA in particular, with these multi-millionaires, gazillionaires making what they make, you bet your sweet ass that no no team is, is going to fire their coach without speaking to some of their superstar, their big talent players. Now, I'm not saying Kevin Durant stuck up for, you know, the head coach at the time, but look at Kyrie's 
resume. He couldn't play. He won an NBA championship and was unhappy with uh, in Cleveland with LeBron. He goes to the Boston Celtics, leaves them in disarray. Complete destroyer of team chemistry. Now he comes here, and what have the Nets been? Talk about a fall from grace. Yeah, they won eleven. They lost eleven in a row. Then they just won three and lost another one. But I mean, really. So I I don't understand. You know I you know that what what price glory, you know how much do you want to win? Well, I've said this before at times, and I know some fans out there will disagree with me. Sometimes I'd rather lose without somebody than win with somebody. I don't want Kyrie Irving on my team. Don't want him on my team because he's nothing but trouble. A one big, giant size pain in the ass. He wreaks havoc when it comes to team chemistry. He's no good. I don't want to say he's a bad guy. But he's a bad guy for a teammate. That's all we're talking about here. What's good for the Brooklyn Nets. And so far, so far, Kyrie Irving has been anything but good for the Brooklyn Nets. So as I said in my open, I will say it again. Shame on Kyrie Irving and shame, shame, shame on the International Olympic Committee because having those games just played in Beijing is a complete and utter disgrace. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's podcast. Now I like to get a load of you since you've been getting a load of this with me. So let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank my home here at Believe.com because I've said many times before, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you to people out there because without you to people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.